Welcome to another live episode of the Eric Crocker Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back. And today we're talking all things San Francisco 49ers against the Los Angeles Rams. 49ers got to travel down to L.A. for this game. The Rams coming off a big win, so I need a little bit of help to figure out are, is this kind of like a fool's gold team? Like, we thought they were supposed to be bad. Are they going to be good? The coach by Sean McVay. I have a lot of questions about this team, and I have a great guest coming on to help me with that. Appreciate everybody for tuning on, tuning into the show, and make sure you like and subscribe this video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know we usually go live early today. A lot of errands I was running, and it kind of aligned well with when my now – Co-host or guest is coming on, Jake Ellenbuggin. Buggin, did I say it right? I said it right the first time. Did I say you it right? You said it right off air, and then you butchered it. Now, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it was an accident when I said it right the first time. Jake, oh, uh, man. at JK Boggin on Twitter. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm butchering his name, Jake. All right, uh, uh, we are proud to have Jake on, and you know, longtime host of different shows for the LA Rams, but. When I put it out there on Twitter, what Rams host should I bring on? I mean, I'd say 95% of the people tagged you and said it should be you. So I DM'd you and they're like, bro, they said you got to come on. So, um, man, I I appreciate it. You uh, you reached out. I can clearly see you didn't go on Reddit and ask because uh, they would be like, oh, I hate that Jake guy, you know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Just Reddit hates me. But yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Um, it's been, it's been kind of cool. I mean, I was joking about this, uh, with Rob, uh, Guerrero yesterday cause he came on my show and I was joking about it because I liked a, a few of the posts sticking up for Trey Lance. Cause that's like my guy. And now my Twitter feed is a 49ers echo chamber. So I've seen every single content creator to ever make any content for the 49ers in the past <laughs> three weeks. Uh. Yeah. The, the you know and I was on spaces talking about that that whole situation. I think it's really polarizing because it's just something that we haven't seen and I don't think we'll ever see again. A, a guy that you spent so much capital on, and because of the emergence of Brock Purdy, it kind of kicked the guy out after four starts. Like you know, obviously there's some injuries involved there. There's Jimmy Garoppolo year, but yeah. a very unique situation. That I think people are still trying to wrap their heads around. I know I am trying to figure out like what the heck was that, you know? Uh, but out of it came. A prince, Brock Purdy, a guy who's kind of uh, going to lead the 49ers now to the promised land. So we'll, we'll talk about him and all that. But first, I want to discuss with you uh, a little bit about where the Rams are right now. And heading to the year, I mean, I think we thought the Rams are going to be a team that's just kind of dead in the water. And I got my guy Gammon here. He says, I have been asking uh, for this on both streams for a year. It's finally here. Thank you both. Yeah, appreciate you, Gammon. I can't confirm. Big fan of Jake's as well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the Rams are a team where the 49ers just felt like, ah, you don't have to worry about them. It's the Seahawks that are up next. And then the Rams go and they beat the Seahawks. So, first, yeah. heading into that game, what, what have been the expectations of the Rams because around the league, I feel like this is extremely low, but you still have Matthew Stafford. You still have Aaron Donald and you still have a great coach in Sean McVay. So uh, do you have expectations for this team right now? I do. Um, you know, I think when you look at week one, Pete Carroll and uh, Seattle just didn't take this team very seriously. 
Um, so it ended up looking like a bigger win than what it might have been against a team that might have done actual preparation. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to look at the tape or anything from that game, but I can tell you right now, Eric, they read too much into Cooper Cup being out. They didn't give any sort of uh, praise, glory, uh, blessings towards that wide receiver room. Uh, they thought they essentially were going to come in and hand the ball off to Cam Akers 80 times. I mean, if you saw how much that they stacked that box uh, and they did not take Tutu Atwell, who honestly would have had three touchdowns if Stafford played in week 18 last year. Seriously. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting, but no, I think the Rams are legit. Um, I picked them to go 10 and seven before the season started and make the playoffs. I have the Niners winning the division at 11 and six. I had the Rams getting to the divisional round of the playoffs, kind of like what they did in 2020. They had the number one defense, um, couldn't get things going necessarily on the offensive side with John Wolford coming in looking better than Goff, And then that whole thing happened. He gets concussed in the first playoff game and Goff played his last uh, game against the Packers. Um, but I think when you, you look at this team, you know, it's been all about, Oh, tank, 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 Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams. I mean, you said it, you know, Sean McVay is the coach. This is a really good coaching staff. I don't think Eric Yarber ever gets enough credit. The wide receivers coach who is responsible for Tutu Atwell having 119 yards last week, responsible for Puka Nakua, a fifth round, late round uh, pick there uh, emerging in his first game, like for the first time in, in quite a while where we've seen a fifth rounder have a game like that. So, you know, I think this team is just better than what was advertised throughout the, the mainstream. You know what I mean, Eric? Like, I think... Um, do I look at the 30 to 13 as a chance for the Rams to do the same in the Niners? No. Uh, but do I look at the 30 to 13 as like the Rams should be respected moving forward and they'll probably be that team that's in every single game like they were last year? Yes. They were in every game last year except for one, Eric, going into the fourth quarter with a horrible offense. Horrible. Uh, we're talking third string center here, fourth string tackle that was on your practice squad in 2012 here and the way I see it is that this team came out they made a statement on the road um, you know against Seattle and you know I, I'm not looking at this as they need to win this game right I'm looking at this as you need to see the consistency you need to see the competitive nature and I think we'll get that in what I believe is going to be a 49ers win 28-24 uh, but I think the Rams are going to fight hard in this one. And uh, they might be leading at the end of the game with a 49er game winning drive or something like that. And I think that's a lot more respect than the rest of really the world. I just saw on social media on Twitter. Uh, I think it was like NFL analysts is like nine out of 10 of them are picking the 49ers to win. There's like one. And even with that one, you know, you see the 49er fans in there and it's like, but they still don't respect us. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, okay, come on, come on now. But I think as far as getting respect, it's the Rams, a team that, you know, not too long ago, won a Super Bowl. It was led by Matthew Stafford. You still have him. And I think a lot of the the way that teams are or people are viewing this team kind of stems from not having Cooper Cup. We knew he was a lot of the offense. So now you have two receivers that have emerged. And you said, you know, that hey, there's one guy there, Tutu Otwell. 
he would have played very well with Matthew Stafford had he had him late last year. He didn't. Now he does, and he has 119 games. But there's also Puka Akuya. How you say his last name? Akuna Matata. No, uh, Puka <laughs> Puka Nakua. <laughs> Nakua. There we go. Out of BYU, and he's a guy. Again, I go to the, and I know he played with Washington prior to that. But I go to the Senior Bowl every year. Yeah. And my philosophy on the Senior Bowl is, that, uh, you know, outside of guys you're just going to see throughout the year. I don't do a whole lot of study on like kind of the others, right? Mm -hmm. So the senior bowl, a lot of times, is my chance to go in there. I try not to do too much research on the guys, and I just want to see like who stands out and why. And Puka Nakua was a guy who I felt like stood out at the senior bowl for different reasons, just from a pure route running ability standpoint. He was very fluid. He looked natural, hands catcher. He's like checking off all these boxes, and I'm like, who is this guy? Then he goes to the Rams. And in the first game of the season, he gets targeted 15 times, uh, you know, catches eight of those passes, goes for 116 yards. And now all of a sudden a team where you're thinking outside of a guy who they'll force feed the ball with Cooper Cup, who else do they have? You know, and, and clearly you said Seahawks, they thought it would be the running back Cam Akers, but it's not. It's actually these receivers who they're doing everything to get the ball in their hands. So, Puka and Tutu, are those two guys that the 49ers fans should be kind of like, hey, we need to take notice of these guys, and they might be next up for the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, definitely. Um, with Van Jefferson in a contract year, and unfortunately he dropped a surefire touchdown last week. Uh, and you could see it like he he was he was there like this. Like he knew, like, I mean, these guys are going off, and I'm not pulling my weight with a four-catch, 28-yard performance. Um you know, the way to beat the 49ers, I think, is to stretch the field. So I think they're going to be very ready for Puka Nakua, who is going to play like that Cooper Cup role uh, while Cup is gone. Um, not to say Puka can't go deep down the field. Stafford missed him by an eyelash, and he almost had another uh, huge play there. But the way I see it, Eric, is, uh, you know, Tutu Atwell is the X factor and he's one of the most dangerous players on the field on Sunday because if if he is able to get past that defense, even if he you know they don't connect or whatever, you have to respect that. And now it'll open up the the middle of the field and you know the you know those short and intermediate passing attack and whatnot. So uh, the way I see it is, first off, if you keep Matthew Stafford upright, I mean he's been doing this since Detroit doesn't yeah. matter if it was a Danny Amendola there or a Hunter Bryant down the seam, the third string tight end. He will throw to whoever's wearing his helmet. He's not one of those guys like we heard like with Aaron Rodgers, like he didn't feel comfortable throwing to this guy or like Tom Brady. No, you have to like earn his trust. He's not going to throw to you. No, Matthew Stafford will throw to you. And I think the, the cool thing about everything that they're going through with the Cooper Cup thing, because it sucks, right? But there's there's a, you know, a silver lining out of this is that these guys are getting reps and these guys are getting targets. And we heard over and over again, like all Matthew Stafford does is target Cooper cup. It's why Allen Robinson didn't work out. And like, I think that's unfair because there were a lot, there's, there's a lot of context needed from last season. Um, Stafford missed all the training camp. So he didn't get a chance to build a rapport with anybody. So he basically was like, all right, I have no time to throw uh, Cooper cup and Tyler Higby are the only guys I actually trust in this offense. Cause I have no time to throw. My elbow is not the same. So look, you know, this year, in my opinion, I think 
when you look at the way they protected Stafford in the first game, I'm not saying Seattle has anywhere near the defense as the Niners, but the way they protect him in the first game, this this could be a, a fun showdown. And uh, number five, Tutu Atwell, who Jalen Ramsey gave him his blessing to take that number. Um, <laughs> watch out for him. He is a he's a certified baller, and I think before the season, uh, people were saying, you know, you're insane. I said he's going over a thousand yards. Well, after week one, he very well might. All right. And there is something I'm going to tie into this with the with the stats. Okay. I obviously this show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Download the app or go to underdogfantasy.com. And uh when you do that, make sure you use promo code Crocky because when you use that code, they will double your deposit up to one hundred dollars. Now, on today's show, we're gonna do something very fun. Uh obviously, what we're gonna do every Friday now is a $50 underdog fantasy giveaway. So y'all know what to do, man. If you haven't already downloaded the app or you're not a part of underdog fantasy, do that now. Use promo code Crocky and send in your username. All right. So I will tell you when. All right. You don't do it yet. I will tell you when to put your username in the chat. We're not going to do it yet. Um, Last week, I allowed my host, my guest to pick who gets the $50. So Jake, the pressure is on you. You will be picking, but we're not going to do it yet. I'm going to give everybody time to download the app, use promo code Crocky, and then you put your name, your username in the chat. So be on the lookout for that. We'll be doing that uh, shortly at the end of this episode. All right, let's get into this game. All right. And I will be asking you about some players because I actually have the Share screen. Hold on. Underdog fantasy. Here we go. Boom. I got to pick them up here. You see, it's already on the Rams. Hey. So you got Dan Jefferson. You got Puka. You got Tutu. You got their 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 receptions, their yards, Tyra Higby. You got all this. They got a lot of players here. They got some tackles in there as well. So we're going to get your thoughts on all of that just so we can kind of figure out where are we putting our money this week. But we're going to hold off on that. We're going to hold off on that. I want to ask you about this game. You talked about the 49ers and you talked about kind of the pass rush and maybe 49ers having a better pass rush than the Seattle Seahawks and how the Rams were able to protect Matthew Stafford against the Seahawks. What were your thoughts kind of watching? If you were able to watch the 49ers oh, I against did. the Steelers, and I know this was at a different time, so like I got to watch the Seahawks and the Rams, but when you watched that, what was kind of going through your mind? Did you think like some people, ah, the, the Steelers, they just been kind of everybody's been blowing smoke about them. They are not that good. And you got to see that on full display. Or did you come out thinking, I think the 49ers are just they're just good. <laughs> yeah, Eric, uh, I think the Steelers are legit. They'll probably end up playing 12 games. That's how good I think the Niners are. <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, that game was one of those games where, you know, and, and the Niners historically start slow, you know, in the first week. So to go out to Pittsburgh and just punch him in the mouth and the referee tries to stop the match and you just continue to punch him in the mouth. I mean that, Hey, that, that was kind of impressive. Uh, and look, did it have something to do with, uh, you know, maybe the words that, uh, you know, Patrick Peterson said, maybe may, I wouldn't say it. I'll, I'll say this Crocky. You, you, you played in the NFL. You, you played DB. Um, Maybe it's just because I don't have that like competitive nature in me as an athlete, but I wouldn't give anybody bulletin board material. Like I'm of the belief, like show me, don't tell me. Right. Cause you could talk all you want afterwards, but why, what do you have to gain talking before? 
And so I feel like that that had something to do with it. And I don't like to, to read too much into those like headlines. Like I, I want to talk more football and not like TMZ, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I do read into something like that where I'm like, all right, you know, maybe a guy who doesn't take his job as seriously and just plays football because he's good at it and not necessarily because he has the passion for it. Maybe now that guy on Sunday is like, I'm going to rip your head off. You woke me up, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I look at it like that, but no, in all honesty, uh, Brandon, Ayuk is turning into one of the best receivers in all football. Um, if you haven't been paying attention, which I'm sure you have, uh, he has, and they didn't really use Kittle a lot. They didn't use Samuel a lot. And I mean, McCaffrey had 152 yards rushing in the quietest 152 yard rushing game I've ever seen. So that's where we're at on this one. Like the Steelers coming into this, I thought they had a nasty defense. One of the best in the league. I thought Kenny Pickett was going to come out and ball, honestly. Um, And Pickett struggled. Uh, The offensive line, the new tooled offensive line, they got rid of Kendrick green. They set Kevin Knotts in the Rams because they were so sold that this offensive line had everybody they needed for the blocking scheme that they switched to. And I mean, man, it was not a good day at the office. We'll just say that for Pittsburgh. Now I do think Pittsburgh bounces back and beats Cleveland. But my point is that I just think the 49ers dominated them. And I don't think you can take anything away from what Brock Purdy did with film out there. Cause that's been the talk all off season. I've been a part of it. Hey, that's great. Brock Purdy did this. Now let's see with film out there. And it's like the Steelers had all that tape. They had all the tendencies. It's all on film. And they didn't look like they had any chance of stopping him. And the thing that really makes this look like not a fluke. And I say this like with Seattle, for instance, with the Rams, it's like the reason why I know it's not a fluke is because they had no run game to speak of. Right. They had no run game to speak of. They still blew him out, right? And when I look at this game, I'm like, the Steelers, like, TJ Watt got a strip sack. He had three sacks, and it still was a blowout. Like, you're, yeah. that's a big deal right there to overcome something like that and not just overcome it, make it look like it was like, oh, yeah, TJ Watt also had three sacks. Like, who cares? Three three sacks, two forced fumbles, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, it, it was wild, and it was wild for me to watch it because I expected it to be a good game. I mean, there's been times in the offseason where I'm like, ah, I think Steelers are probably going to beat the 49ers week one. You know, that's a tough game. You're on the road. You're in Pittsburgh. Like, Mike Tomlin doesn't lose home openers. You know, this is a terrific coach, et cetera. Like, you can think of all these reasons. They have all these playmakers on defense. That's going to be tough for the Niners. Niners have a tendency sometimes to start slower, and you can talk yourself into thinking like, man, like that's going to be tough. And then the 49ers just go through and just bulldoze them throughout a game. And I'm like, damn, like, if the 49ers can play like that on the road opening the week, is is this just them? Are they going to be consistently this? And if so, how difficult of a team is that going to be to beat from the jump, like, for the rest of the season? Now I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, gosh, like, where do you see a 49ers loss? So uh, you already kind of explained that you felt like 49ers probably win this in the close game. That, that's what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now, I guess, how does it how does it happen? Like, do you see maybe the Rams having a better chance because hey, there, there is Aaron Donald? And I think the one thing for the the Steelers when they did get the three sacks from one guy, right? When they did get the forced fumbles, I feel like they didn't really take advantage of it. So having a guy like Aaron Donald, you talk about keeping this game close. 
you know, him potentially being able to line up across from guys like Spencer Burford or across from guys like uh, McKivitz. And if he can kind of get in there and disrupt things, do you think that can maybe kind of flip things to where, oh, I think it's a close game, but the Niners win to, man, if Aaron Donald shows up and Matthew Stafford continues to have this rapport with Puka and Tutu Otwell, maybe things can be a little bit better for the Rams as far as the outcome of it? So I think every fan that I've seen is really, I'm not every fan. Let, let's, let's, whoa, let's go back there. Cause there's some people that were telling me that we're getting Caleb Williams and then they see that, which I've been telling them they're going to, they're going to beat Seattle. It's, I'm not worried. And the next day they're, they're telling me, the, oh, you're, you're crazy for thinking they're going to lose to the 49ers. We're going 17 and 0. It's like, oh, good Lord. Tribalism. Anyway, uh, you know, really the, the way this whole thing works is that if the Rams hold the 49ers to under say three and a half sacks, I think they got shot. Like, I think they're still going to get Stafford. I still think that white Jersey is going to be a little dirty at the end of the game. Not like last week. They're wearing red jerseys. No, no. The Rams, the Rams are wearing white jerseys. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. Bad. Yeah. So no, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it. It should be blue, but whatever. Um, but I do think it's going to be Jersey. Uh, it's going to be a dirty Jersey this week. Uh, not like slopping, you know, it's not going to be like just completely covered. But I think the point here is that if you keep Stafford somewhat upright, he can keep them in this game. Now, my biggest concern is not Brock Purdy. My biggest concern is not Debo, even though it should be probably, I mean, he'll probably go off. Uh, my biggest concern is not Ayuk or Kittle. My biggest concern is not on the defense. It is Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, no matter when he plays the Rams, who he's been on playing the Rams has always gone off against the Rams. Um, I, I just don't think until they stop Christian McCaffrey, I'm not going to believe that they can stop Christian McCaffrey. And what I will say is a lot of Rams fans don't want to admit this, right? Because it's a 30 13 win. They want respect. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, we dominated them. And that's true. You can say that. However, there are two things that are important to, to point out there. One, both tackles went down with an injury. So you can't just not mention that. You could say it doesn't affect the game's win or loss. You know, it's still going to be a win in the Rams book because they were dominating them. Byron Young, the rookie, was eating Charles Cross's lunch, which I'm very excited about him for. But number two, this is a big one. Because they took over the game and... They put Seattle in a bind because Seattle was winning at halftime. People don't realize that. So they put Seattle in a bind getting, you know, that lead and making them have to throw the ball, which they couldn't. Um, Kenny, uh, Kenny Walker had 5.2 yards per carry when they stopped running and like 10, 11 carries. Like he wasn't stopped. They just stopped him. Like the Seahawks stopped him. And it's like you could almost justify even though you were down in the game, it would have been better to run the football because the Rams on those outside zone runs, which, of course, Christian McCaffrey can be a problem with. They like you have Byron Young's work in progress. He's a rookie. I'm not going to go too hard on him. I want to see him set the edge a little bit better. Michael Hoyt's 310 pounds, my guy. OK, he does what he can. I mean, he covered Debo. Uh, he covered uh, DK Metcalf last week and had a pass breakup. But I've said it all off season. I think this team can be competitive. They're gonna have to probably trade for an edge defender at the deadline because it, it's they do not have a guy. And I say defender, not rusher, for a reason. 
they don't have a guy that can rush the passer consistently uh, unless Byron Young ends up being that guy. He looked good last week. We'll see. Uh, let's say consistently next to Byron Young, and they don't have a guy that can consistently set that edge. And that is a big issue here because run defense is just as important as rushing the passer as an edge defender. And the Rams simply don't have that. So when I'm watching uh, Kenny Walker just bouncing off guys and getting to that, you know, getting off to the line, you know, um, I can't even talk, the, the boundary there and running up the field and he's got that speed. He's got, you know, a good build for the wider, uh, the running back spot. And then I see Christian McCaffrey, who's got the perfect build now for the running back spot. I'm like, I could see this being a problem. And so the script, the script for the game, uh, cause we've been using that. We've been overusing that and everything, but the script for the game, I would say is it's going to come down to, I think the Rams have the lead, uh, 24, 21 late in the game. And uh, I think the 49ers just go down the field at the end of the game, tired defense, because, you know, this 49ers team plays physical and tired defense just keeps running Chris McCaffrey down their throat and they score a game winning touchdown and they win 28, uh, 24. That's how I see it. I think, which is it, it. I'll sign up for that because I'll sign up for that over a two possession loss or whatever. Like, yes, it's heartbreaking, but it shows you they're there. And I think that's the thing. This defense allowed 12 yards and a first down in the second half last week. This same defense that everyone at PFF was saying, I don't, I don't even know who like Michael Hoyt is. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that same defense. And so I think what we're going to see is once again, this defense and Raheem Morris, a renewed energy playing a little bit more physical, not playing as off as much because they, they played a lot of bend don't break last year because of how bad the offense was. Now they can take a little bit more, you know, opportunities and chances so I think because of that, you'll see some good things, but you'll also see like Darion Kendrick had some moments last week where you're like, wow, this guy really developed. And then he got, he had that one play with DK who he was just gone. He wasn't even on, he was, he was in your living room. He was no longer on the TV. And so, you know, I think that's something that we could see. I mean, especially, I think Ayuk is the best route runner. If you combine the Seahawks uh, receivers and the 49ers, he's the best route runner of all of those guys. So I think if what we should expect is Darion Kendrick is on Ayuk, I think we're going to get a couple of those where you're like, oh, there's no one near him. And it's not like last night where, you know, they they had the broken coverage with KJ Osborne in the back of the end zone. No, no, no. Like Ayuk is going to earn that. Right. So that's how I see it. Um, I just think that this defense who people said was going to be the worst in the league is not going to be worse than the league, Eric, but it's going to have its peaks, its valleys. It's going to have its growing pains. And people need to understand that. And I think, you know, last week is great. They got to build off that. And it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a win this week. I like that. And I like that, like, perspective on it, right? Like, you, you guys are trying to build towards something. You have a lot of uh, newer, younger players, a lot of guys that haven't been in kind of like that superstar role. And how can these guys develop? And, you know, you play well against the Seahawks. You get to feel that, what it feels like to win. Okay, th this is the level we have to play at. You go and play a 49ers. Maybe it results in the win, maybe it results in the loss, but whatever it is, let's continue to build off of that towards something because the, the season is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And we should, especially 49ers, understand that because the last few years, the 49ers have started out like kind of poor, like not, not very good. And they've had to go on runs at different points in the season to really make the playoffs. And I think, uh, what was it, 2000? 
a 21. It took the, a week 18 win against the Rams to make the playoffs. So if anybody understands it about like, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It's the 49ers and the fans here in the chat. But looking at this Rams team, you still have some really good pieces, some staples. And it starts with Matthew Stafford on one side, Aaron Donald on the other, and clearly uh, McVay, who always has his guys ready. Somehow, not against the 49ers, but we'll see how. And that's the, that is the weirdest thing to me for a team that is so well coached and they've had all these like legit players. And somehow in the regular season, not in the postseason, obviously the, the Rams won the one that counted. But in the regular season, the 49ers just have had their number. And, and I don't understand it. I don't know why. Oh, I do. Obviously, we're always, you know, hoping that continues. But it's it's just really been a very strange thing that has played out that way. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this right now, Eric. It's because the 49ers, and this is no disrespect to the 49ers, they built their team to beat the Rams. They looked at the Rams as the number one team to take down, right? That's the only thing we need to worry about is the Rams because the Rams, they were in the Super Bowl the second year of Sean McVay. 49ers started off slow with Kyle Shanahan. I think a lot of people forget that. And, you know, I think really after those times where the Rams were just beating the Niners, like the, the easier ones, we're talking CJ Beathard and you know, those guys, Nick Mullins. Um, I think the 49ers, like we saw it, that draft of uh, like McGlinchey. I know it didn't work out the way they were hoping, but that was like a direct, like we're going to stop the Rams here. Like, okay, you got Aaron Donald. We're going to go out and get a really good first round offensive lineman. Um, and I think just the way, they've seen like the Rams don't look at linebacker the way the Niners do the, the Niners look at linebacker and they got Fred Warner, you know, they got Dre Greenlaw and watch out for D winters. I'm telling you, that guy is a baller. Um, but they have these linebackers that have great range that are physical and can just ruin your day. And the Rams, they have one linebacker who would potentially push for a starting role on the 49ers. That's Ernest Jones. The rest of those guys, they'd be special teamers. Nothing against special teamers. I'm just saying yeah. the Rams don't look at linebacker like it's a priority. It's why Bobby Wagner's not back. And last year it was why we were so confused that they brought in Bobby Wagner because that's against their MO. They don't pay linebackers. So because of that, the 49ers are looking, man, linebackers in that second level. And they're kind of low on linebackers there. And like Ernest Jones, the only one, like if I'm, if I'm the 49ers, I'm getting it to Debo or somebody like that. The way they're all built, they're all filled out. They're all like running backs, catching the football. I'm getting, to, I'm running the hell over Christian Roseboom. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm doing because that to me is a mismatch. And that's how the Niners have built their team. You know, you look at the short, quick passing attack, short and intermediate. That's why they went out and got Trey Lance to try in you know, spruce it up and add another element. It didn't work, but Purdy somewhat has that element. He's not Trey Lance mobility wise, but he's got good mobility. You know, he's like Baker Mayfield coming out. Like, you know, that's enough. Right. Yeah. And so I think when you, you factor in that mobility piece, which is something Garoppolo didn't have. Um, I think that's what makes the Niners offense more dangerous, but the way Shanahan, it's like, it's almost, harder to stop because Sean McVay knows what Shanahan does, but he can tweak it just a little bit. And with what they have and how they've gone out their archetypes for who they go after and having a Kittle and having an IU can having a Debo here, they all know like run after the catchability, breaking tackles. 
it just cooks the Rams. And the Rams aren't going to just build to stop the 49ers. They're going to keep building their way. That's that's how they are. That's that's how they are. They don't listen to anybody. They don't they don't copy anybody. They're the ones that are setting the trend. It's why like the F them picks thing that they started that. So they're not about to change their MO. And maybe they did a little bit last year with Wagner and they saw the way the season went and they're like, all right, back to how we do things. And so that's the interesting thing. It's like, how much base are we going to see with Christian Roseboom and Ernest Jones this week? Cause we saw a lot of it last week. And I was a little surprised to see that long haired guy, uh, Jack rabbit, former UDFA uh, in there, you know, the way he was playing. I mean, he was playing more than I expected. So I wonder if they go a little bit different this week. Um, I do believe that teams don't show their hand and especially in a 30 to 13 win, you don't have to put everything out there. You don't have to pull out all the stops. So I think they held back Ben Skoranek a little bit, who's been like their fullback wide receiver, tight end guy, kind of like the, the use check, if you will, of that team. Um, and then I'd say John Johnson guys, he got no playing time last week on the defensive side of the ball. And we've seen him. He, he's been the only one for the Rams to really be able to cover Kittle. I wonder if they use John Johnson kind of in like that dimebacker role. But I'm curious. It's going to be very interesting. And it's not as simple as, all right, our 11 versus your 11. Like the 49ers are going to do some crazy stuff that the Rams are going to have to, you know, have an answer for. We got someone in the chat here, DCW7777, uh, and he says, Lions fan here who still watches Stafford, and he looked like the young version that he diced up uh, when he diced up to Seattle. He's right. Seattle. He's right. I, I have not seen Stafford look that – I mean, Stafford looked unbelievable last week, and I don't think he's getting the headlines. Like, people are putting him in their top tens in power rankings, even though – I don't think there was a better quarterback than Stafford last week. You can only really argue to a Tagovailoa, in my opinion, but, and he turned the ball over, but this is what I'll say. Okay. Matthew Stafford, if those two touchdown runs uh, to Kyron Williams and one of those to Cam Akers, those are passing touchdowns. Everyone loves the fantasy football. So now all of a sudden he's one of the league leaders in fantasy and now everyone has their attention. But yeah having 335 yards or 34 yards and no touchdowns, but looking flawless doing it on tape. People don't care about tape. Not all the time. They should, but they don't. <laughs> right. So I watched that game and he's making these throws and I'm like, man, like no offense. Like I, I always hate bringing it up because it like riles people up. But like when are there still anybody out there that, that really believe Jared Goff was a better option than Stafford because making nah, that trade nah, was a nah. no brainer and I, I like they're like oh man he hasn't thrown an interception i don't care okay matthew stafford was thrown for five different arm angles last week all right and not all those guys were wide open like he he'd be like all right so we got like two defenders here two two out gonna run this dig and you have like three guys bearing down i'm just gonna throw it right through all those three guys and you're like you're watching him throw that and you're like he's seeing three defenders in the middle of the field. There's no two, two Atwell yet on the picture. He's letting this go. And Atwell is just breaking and he throw it's perfectly fit in between three. I'm like the balls you have to make the balls you have to have to throw that and make that throw. It's just incredible. And so when Stafford's in his bag like that, like you got to look out and, and that's what happens. I mean, Stafford was like, it was like a celebration because he hadn't had that protection at any point last year. I mean, people forget that Bills game that they were like supposed to be like 
That was supposed to be the game of the year. Like, that's why yeah. they put Rams-Bills. Immediately, Brian Allen gets hurt. He's their center. So then Coleman Shelton, who was their uh, right guard, he gets hurt, okay? And then you had Noteboom, their left tackle. He's hurt, and he's playing injured. So it's like the, the offensive line started off banged up, and then you have Vaughn Miller, you have Greg Russo, you got just all sorts of guys just coming for Stafford, and it was just a bad day. So now Stafford, first time in a, two years, you know, he has a really good offensive line protection, and there you go. He shows you what he can do. I saw what uh, our guy Gammon uh, said. What are your thoughts on the job Mike LaFleur has done? Croc, uh, does LaFleur's intimate knowledge of the 49ers scheme players and coaches give the Rams a tactical edge? Can Rams match physical? I'm curious what you think about this because for me, I think this is exactly, by the way, they don't build the team to beat the Niners, but you can be sure they made this hire to beat the Niners. So right. what what are your thoughts on this? You know, I think first my, my thoughts on, you know, my LaFleur and I don't, I don't know what LaFleur has done with the Rams. So is he your officer coordinator now? Yeah. He doesn't call the plays, but they've already changed up their, their run schemes and things like that. So. Yeah, I I think that does help in the sense of just knowing the not now again, you can know the knowledge, and, and I mean McVeigh knows. I mean these guys spent a lot of time with Kyle Shanahan, so I don't even know if Lafleur knows anything more or less than what McVeigh knows. And and when you're uh you're a coach and you're watching the film, I mean that's giving you all the tells you need. You know I think for the 49ers, the tough thing is. Even if you know what's coming or you have a tail, like maybe Patrick Peterson had, one, you have to make the play when the opportunity presents itself, which Patrick Peterson did not. But two, you also have to stop some tremendous players that they're going to in those moments. So, you know, if the 49ers just execute, then they're going to be st tough to st stop, even if you have an idea of what might potentially be coming. So in the sense of the, you know, the knowledge that you might be able to get from the floor or even what McVay knows, you know, guys that have been around Shanahan, pick his brain. You know, he's kind of the mastermind. We say mastermind. I saw someone in the chat say, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a teacher and McVeigh is a student. Well, the student is the one with the Super Bowl. So, again, when it when it mattered most, the, the student won. He beat the, the teacher. He beat, he beat the sensei. Uh, but ultimately, I think what it comes down to is really just execution and having the guys that can execute. I think it, it makes a big difference when you have guys like Matthew Stafford that can help other guys execute. You talked about some of the throws and kind of letting it go and not even seeing the receiver in the picture. I've talked a couple of times already this week about this throw to the, like, like near the sideline where I couldn't tell who the ball was going to. And it felt like it passed through three different guys. And all of a sudden it hits a guy on the sideline. I'm like, God damn, Matthew Stafford. Like he does things like oh, that. Oh, you're talking like, about the, the Puka Nakua catch. Yeah, that was, that was gnarly, man. That like he had Atwell too. So that's the crazy thing is that he just threw to a spot and he knew somebody would be there. And it's like, I don't know, man. When he's in his bag like that, that's one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. And people still Madden had him rated as the seventy-five overall, second twenty-second best quarterback in their video game. It's like, did they? Yeah, man. It's just disrespect with this guy. Yeah, that, that's very disrespectful. He, he's still Matthew Stafford. He's still out there uh, slinging that rock around. Uh, what I do want to get into now is Underdog Fantasy, all right? Underdog Fantasy, if you haven't already, download the app or go to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code Crocky. They will double your deposit up to $100, and now we're about to give the giveaway. So as I get ready to give this giveaway, again, I'm going to have Jake pick a random fan, no pressure, 
a random fan that put their username in the chat. So go ahead, throw those usernames in the chat now. Uh, but before we do that, I'm going to share my page here. And maybe I can Love it. in. See what I mean? Christian Roseboom, six and a half tackles. He better not play that much. Like, <laughs> So you don't want that. So you don't like that. Now, here's a good thing. Do you think the Rams will score two touchdowns? Yeah. See, so you should go with the higher on Brett Myers, uh extra points. I sound like that. I kind of like the kicking. Well, points. well, hey, 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 Eric, 90% field goal kicker. He can hit a 63 yarder, but he missed like five extra points in the playoffs. So that's why he was a free agent. Oh, no. Is that the one with the Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> that's why they're down. like, I got you there. <laughs> uh, we also have some other uh, plays here. All right, and I'm just going to show y'all how Underdog Fantasy works. All right, and we'll kind of start with the top here, which is starts with Matthew Stafford, 227 yards. If they are down, now you expect or you kind of predicted they, the Rams might have the lead late. Yeah. Uh, do you think that the Rams will have to be able to throw the ball to win this game? Do you think that Akers and Williams, uh, can they – Run well. If not, do you see Matthew Stafford throwing for more than 227 yards? I'm going to be honest. I'm taking whatever the the um, higher lower is on Cam Akers. I'm taking the, the, the lower there. I, 30 and a half. I understand that's not a lot. Uh, he ran the ball 20 to, uh, 21 times yesterday or uh, last week, and he had a 1.8 yards per carry average. Now, Ooh. I understand Seattle sold out to stop the run, but the 49ers don't have to. They have that front... You know, you have Hargrave, you have Armstead, you got Drake Jackson, you got Nick Bosa, and then those linebackers. I just, like, if he didn't do it last week, I don't know. Like, I think they they like Kyron more. So, and it's a tell, man. If we talk about tells, it's a tell. When he is in, in the backfield, they don't use him in the receiving game, and he can't pass protect the way Kyron does. So that's why Kyron had 53 snaps to Akers 28 last week is because when, like, Akers is in 28 times, he was given the ball 21, so only seven of those times he wasn't handed the ball off. That's not enough disparity. So if a defense, like, I'm chomping at the bit. I'm putting nine guys in the box. Akers is there. I see number three. This is going to be a run. And and he's not as quick as Kyron, and he wasn't yeah. breaking as many tackles. So, yeah. That's interesting because Kyron is supposed to be the guy that's, like, not as explosive. Uh, he was one of the better backs coming out of college, and then he didn't run a good 40. I think that kind of let him slide right there yeah. to the Rams. Uh, you have two receivers here, Van Jefferson. You talked about his drop, uh, Puga as well. Puga had all the targets, 15 targets last week. Van Jefferson was targeted, even though he didn't have like a huge, uh, you know, outcome as far as his productivity. But is there anything that you see here that you like from from any of these two guys? Um, it's you know, I really like Tutu Atwell. I really like. I know he's below there uh, at 40 and a half I, I mean i think he hits 100 in this game i think he's gonna go for All another right. 100 because he's the only chance they have in my opinion yeah so he has to be explosive yeah all right now let's try to you know get our thoughts over on the san francisco 49ers and look at some of their players that they have here and i want to get your thoughts on this all right so we have brock purdy rushing yards baby <laughs> you you want to take his rushing yards immediately because right. here's the thing. He's never seen Aaron Donald before, right? He's never played against Aaron Donald. And this guy doesn't really get, like, he doesn't get freaked out or anything. Um, but the Rams will get one play a game where they'll get in there. And he will do a nice job. We saw last week Purdy totally uh, got, you know, Fitzpatrick to bite. 
He did the spin move and ran. Like, he's going to do something like that in this game. He just needs to get seven yards when he does that, right? So I think that's – and another thing, last week, Geno didn't run enough because what we actually found out is the secondary can cover. And so they were covering DK. They were covering uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. They were covering Tyler Lockett. They were covering Fant. So – Gino was left with a pocket. The problem was they weren't getting any pressure. So he was sitting there all day. He should take an off and run. Purdy's going to have a, a play like that or two where he'll have plenty of opportunities to go over that six and a half. All right. So we're, we're going to go with that. We're going to go with that on Purdy's rushing. Uh, you also have Christian McCaffrey. I, you know, I know you talked about, uh, you know, just how he matches up against the Rams. I know you thought that was kind of an advantageous situation for him. Elijah Mitchell, he got some carries in the game. Didn't have a great yards per carry, and the 49ers really leaned on McCaffrey for the whole game. Will they continue to kind of stick with that and run him? You also have Debo Samuel. You got Brandon Ayuk. Uh, but out of these guys, we'll start with McCaffrey. Anything you like here, or would you pass on McCaffrey's numbers? Oh, I, I mean, he's going to he's gonna shred them on the ground. Um, so I'm going to go 67 and a half. I think the hundred and a half is definitely possible rushing and receiving. And it's fun to root for because if you're sitting there as a Niner fan, you just are like anything Chris McCaffrey's doing, it's counting towards you. I still, that just went up right after I, I said know. It. Did you, right in, in, in real time. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. See, that's a sign. So 67 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I think they're, they're going to eat the, um, the edge defenders alive with Christian McCaffrey. And I mean, he had 152, like I said, quiet 152 last week. Uh, I'm going to go over that. All right, and then we have Jake Moody here. I actually usually like the kicking ones. I'll I'll go with y'all because I'm actually going to play this right now. As we do this in real time, I'm going to put the money in and everything. We got Jake Moody here. I don't know. I, I took his points, and that worked last time. Do we think the 49ers scored three touchdowns? Now, you said basically yes. When you were kind of giving your prediction, like mm-hmm. your score prediction, you essentially said, yeah, I think the 49ers scored three touchdowns. He scares me, though, with fans, extra point. Oh, yeah, and someone's at my door right now. But, fans, do y'all think that the 49ers will score? What was the – there was one here um, while he's – One second, y'all got to sign this. Go ahead, still look at this, and then I'll go handle that real quick. Yeah. No, Gabriel, uh, sacks don't take away from rushing yards. They take away from passing yards. It's not like college. See, college, it's like you get sacked and you lose all that rushing. And that's why, like, guys will end up at, with the season. They'll have, like, negative rushing yards on the year. Quarterbacks do. So that's to give you that. Um, there's no – I don't think there's any time – is there any time touchdown here? I don't I don't know. Two and a half? Yeah, I got you. Um, okay. So they like the over on the, te- on the touchdown. So they would take the two and a half – extra points made by moody yeah yeah so so it, it sounds like they like that i i would probably pass i don't trust either of these kickers to make extra points i think that's really okay. what it comes down to so um i don't know i kind of like the Jawan jennings 15 and a half i mean you know i understand he's not the third option like he's the third receiver he's not the third option but man like that makes him more likely in my opinion right all right, so we're going to go with Juwan Jennings. And that 15 yards, it could be one catch. All right, so can he get one catch? That's how I always look at that. Yeah, he's done well uh, against we'll the Rams on that. before. So. so here's what we're playing, y'all. We got Cam Akers. We're taking the lower on his rushing yards. Tutu Outwell, we're taking the higher on his receiving yards. Brock Purdy, higher on his six and a half rushing yards. Christian McCaffrey, 
67 and a half rushing yards. We're going higher there. And Jawan Jennings, 15 and a half rushing yards. We're going to put $20 down on that. The payout on that is $400. Just $20 on that, $400. You guys get the chance to match that. And we confirm. And they need my location. Okay, I'll do it from my phone. But I'm going to copy that same play right there and do it from my phone. And I'm, I'm uh, yeah, gonna do it as well. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, so we're we're doing that underdog fantasy promo code Crocky. Get in on that. But it's time. It's the time that y'all been waiting on. Has everybody put their username in the chat? If not, the time is now. Put your underdog fantasy username in the chat. If you don't have underdog fantasy, I actually have the link in the description. You can click that. You can sign up. Use promo code Crocky. They will double your deposit up to one hundred dollars. But all right, here we go. I think everybody has their usernames in the chat. I see Gabriel uh, pop his in. Jake popped his in. There's some more if you scroll up. It, it's up to Jake now, all right? So, Jake, the floor is yours. Do you see a username that you want to gift this $50 to, for Underdog Fantasy 2? Uh, let's see here. I need to see more, y'all. You, you guys got to drop them. <laughs> there we go there we go they're dropping them in right now this is awesome man this has been a good stream i told you i said man you know 15 20 minutes of your time and it's like we're nearing an hour and it's, i feel like we've only been going for like 15 minutes oh i know that's how it is with me i like i'm not one of those people like yeah you only get 15 minutes of my time dude and i'm out like you know yeah but i'm sure you've you've been i mean i've i've dealt with that like pretty recently so i get it um, I haven't had those type of guests. I mean, you you have guys coming on, and we haven't talked about your show yet, but you you do um, believe in yeah. Rams, mm -hmm. uh, the Believe Rams show, and there was one with the 49ers with Eric Davis, but I don't think Eric Davis and there was another guy too, Rashawn, I think. I think he left. I don't know who does the 49ers one. I know I'm I'm a bad member of the uh, the network. Yeah, no, that's fine. I can't but, think um, of them. You uh, have I great guests. I just saw Marshall Falk. You talked about having yeah. Tori Holt. So you're having some big-time guests. And, I mean, I still do downtown Rams with Alexis, so, yeah. Oh, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see. Man, this is tough. I don't know if I can do Bang Bang Niner game. I don't know about that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the pressure. Trying to string me up and kill me over here. Okay, uh, let's, let's go with... Uh, Man, it's a little biased. I'm going to go with the Jake here. I'm going to go Jop. All right. All right. Here we go. Hold on. I didn't see the Jake in there. There we go. We got Jake. I don't even want to butcher your last name. Gosh, you Jake's in these last names. Oppenheim? Oppenheim? Oppenheimer. <laughs> all right. Uh, J-O-P-P. You are the winner. $50 coming your way. I'll be sending it over to my guy so we hey. can get that credited to your account. Let's go. Um, everybody else, tune in next week. This will be the second giveaway. I gave away one on Monday. I'm giving another one away. So we gave away $100 in Underdog Fantasy. And if you want part of that, go ahead and just download the app. Use promo code Crocky so I can uh, throw you some money too, man, so you can play and uh, do these plays with us. But, Jake, man. I appreciate you. Let everyone know where they can find everything that you have going on because you've been an awesome guest. Hey, I appreciate that. You guys can find me on Twitter at JK Bogan. See it right there below me. Uh, 
I basically, I do a lot of Rams content, but I also have an NFL show that I do with former uh, Rams and Buccaneers linebacker Cameron Lynch. It's called Off the Edge. So we do cover the 49ers technically, right? We cover all the NFL teams. Um, so, you know, do that. I write for Turf Show Times now. And if you guys like gaming, I'm on kick.com slash JK Bogan. Uh, I play some Warzone here and there. I also do film breakdown and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm kind of all over, Eric. <laughs> um, hey, any if anybody understands how you kind of have to be all over with this streaming stuff, it's me. And uh, I, I remember I was going in to get a new car, right? <laughs> and uh, I had this car. I really didn't want to give it up. But I'm like, gosh, I don't know how much longer it's going to make it. So I went in to get a new car. And they're like, hey, can we get your check stubs? And I'm like... Man, I'm getting money from like all over. Like, you oh, know, I, I don't know. I know. Like, okay, uh, can we just get your bank statement? And at this time, I had no idea even how much money I was making at that time. And so I give them, uh, I go to the bank, I get a printout, and I'm like, I made $17,000 last month. I made 16. I didn't even know how much money I was making, but there, it's coming from all these different places. So, yeah, yeah I, I completely understand. It's just uh, everywhere. You know, Hey, however I got to get it, I got money coming in from Underdog Fantasy. My wife, we just moved back to California. I got a new bank account. She's like, you got to, you got to, you know, make sure you tell everyone to start sending it to your new bank account instead of that, that Monticello, Arkansas one, because it's a, it's a bank, it's a small town bank. So it's mm. just there. And I'm like, gosh, she was like, so make sure you tell Locked On, um, you got your Underdog Fantasy, you got your Bleacher Report. You have your, and she started naming off all these things. And I'm like, damn, that's a lot of people to let know, I, you know, <laughs> to update my, my uh, money that I'm coming in. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand. I understand. But Jake, man, it's been awesome. Uh, appreciate you coming on. And uh, I look forward to kind of seeing your timeline as the, same, the game is going on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, always appreciate it, Eric. Uh, you've come on my show before. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you having me on and, you should um you should look into kick. I'm just saying there's not a lot of us sports guys on there that also like game. So if you game, uh, you don't even have to game. But if you're a sports guy, you know, I it's soon it's going to be uh, hourly pay. So, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying if you if you need a need a, a link or whatever, you want me to show you, you know, the ropes or whatever, just let me know. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I stream, you know, if you ever want to ever want a game with me i mean i bring people on uh i i do co-streaming with uh if you know gary sheffield jr i i ju I, I just watched him hit like a a walk-off home run or something in a like a, a game he's younger right um well gary sheffield jr is gary sheffield's uh kid and he's he's 30 oh he's 30 so who was i watch i saw gary sheffield probably his okay. his younger brother oh okay um, yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, he he's really cool. He comes on, he 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 covers baseball, but like we do like joint streams together, and we'll just be playing Warzone and just like talking to people. So it's a lot of fun. And like you know, on certain other days, I'll have people come on watch parties. I did a watch party for the Eagles Vikings game, um, and I'll have people come on and we'll do like all twenty two down. So kind of cool. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I'm definitely looking to get more information on that. Send me any links or anything and uh, see what I can get going with that. I need to get back into Call of Duty. I keep saying I am. I actually oh, like, yeah. gave up. I just gave away my Xbox, but um, that I had the newest, latest Xbox. And once everything just picked up so much with the streaming and then, you know, I was training a bunch of athletes and all of that. I'm like, I just, 
for the first time in my life, I just don't have time to play video games. I love playing video games. So maybe I'll go out, buy another Xbox, start to get on more Call of Duty, and maybe interact with some of the people with that. But uh, Jake, appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, yeah, I look forward to reading the timeline, seeing you on there. All right. I appreciate you. Take care, man. All right. Man, shout out to my guy, Jake, man. That was a great, great, great guest. Uh, it's going to be hard to kind of follow that up. Someone that gives such a great unbiased opinion of his squad. And, uh, you know, I try to be that for the 49ers as well. But uh, that was a great job by him. That's going to do it for this episode of the Eric Crocker Show. Make sure you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And make sure you guys download Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. They'll deposit one up to $100 into your account. And today we are depositing up to, what, $50 into Jake's account, all right? Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Again, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and we'll be back. Maybe I'll go live after the game. I don't know. I know I'll be on with Bleach Report before and after. Locked on 49ers, but we're going to make time. Appreciate everybody here. Until next time, I'm out. Peace.